What's shaking, you tubanites? As my man, King of the Golden State, would say, welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price shakers of the week. It is Thursday. We're just a few hours away from watching The Bad Batch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, man. Right? Uh, I think so. This. Friday? Yeah, I can watch a Bad Batch tonight, man. So uh, thank Love God it. this week is coming to a close. Great show. Great show. Any uh, requests? Uh, for songs to kill while the people are congregating, what, you guys have anything? You got the Doobie you guys Brothers, man. I can't get enough of that. That's all you had to say. That's it. I love.
Dude, they crushed that. would you be right now? For those who don't know, DJ Scratch Bastard, DJ Chris Carnes. Uh, Scratch Bastard is also the guy that does the Imperial March one that I played on uh, May is. the 4th. Be with you. I mean, that was back in 2001. Yeah. So, and Massive Ass, before it starts, can somebody explain the DJ intros on the videos? Um, I guess it's kind of self-explanatory. It's just to hype up the crowd. and yeah, People um, get in the congregate, get home from work. A lot of get time, people get notifications that a video is starting, and then they immediately go into it. So we give you a you know a minute or two to congregate, and also hypes Percolate. up the crowd. You know what I mean? So uh, that's what it is. And plus, I come from a, a a DJ background. I used to do it in my videos. So it's you used only to do all the time in your videos. Too. It's only a natural progression, man. Uh, we have DJ Curse that's also on the cover price top ten. So I mean, it's just something we do. Beats and oh shit, I'm gonna make a show called Beats and Comics. You know what I'm that's saying? It. That's go. it. That's <laughs> it. So, who has a pick of auto with hair? Oh, I actually have a pick of auto with hair. <laughs> no, you do not. Do you really? I do. You oh. you posted it on your Facebook when you uh, first got married. I do. Believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, man. Oh, hold oh, on. Let dude. me show it right now. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, don't do that, man. No, I'm, it's welcome, comics today. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Lords of Longbox Presents, the Cover Price Top 10, brought to you from our friends from CoverPrice.com. For all your price guides, collections, and trends, you can sign up for a two-week free trial, two nine nine for a minimum. Uh, subscription that gets you 10 shakers. If you sign up for $6.99, full blown membership, you can get $6.99 and get all 50 shakers. And we're going to go into that later and show you more of what the website actually offers uh, as far as collections and trends and whatnots. Uh, this show is also sponsored by our good friends over at krscomics.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off. Do you guys want to know where they're dropping tomorrow? Yeah. It's sick. Do you? Are you, are you ready? Yeah, I'm. I'm ready. I'm sitting. I'm ready. Let's All see right. it. The Boom. Uh, Venom number thirty-five, the last issue. I guess issue two hundred cool. in their legacy. Uh, this is the Mike Mayhew. Uh, the green variant on the left there is twenty-five dollars, and the silver one uh, you can only get as part of a set. So it's twenty-five dollars for the green one, seventy-five dollars for the set. I think it's silver or platinum. It's called green because the the background of the venom on the right of the left is green, and then that silver one is absolutely dope. Starting tomorrow at twelve noon, nine a.m. Pacific. Use the Lords of the L O T L O T L B discount to get fifteen percent off, twenty-five or seventy-five dollars of your choosing. Make sure you set your alarms because this I have a feeling it's going to be a quick banger. Also, you could use the Lord's discount on the KRSPoolbox.com for all your new comics or all the wiki comics that you buy. Put them in there. Use the Lord's discount. You get 15% off those bad boys. So not a bad deal at all. Um, just for you newbies or just join us, uh, recent KRS uh, comics exclusive just dropped oh, that bad boy. The hotness. Show the yellow cover. Uh, that one. This one. Uh, this one. And I just showed this on uh, on Monday. I had yep. the, the drip variant. I missed out on the drip. Yeah, so I had all the I, I didn't get uh, the other ones, but I got the drip variant as well as the regular one. So, yeah, boys and girls, this is the cover price top ten. Thank you guys all for joining us. I see some spine ticks in there. As a shout out to everybody right. in the live chat. Uh, make sure if you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe and all that good stuff. If you're listening on a rewind, we uh, this show is also available on Spotify uh itunes stitcher and soundcloud if you have an alexa uh, um if you have an alexa device say hey alexa play lords of the long box podcast on spotify 
Last time Let's I did go. that, my, my Alexa in the other room started playing. <laughs> so, just a little tip for you, boys and girls, when you do a podcast, make sure you got, you know, you can you can do that. So you have to have podcast Spotify. Pranks. Um, yeah, that's right. So this is the cover price shakers of the week. This list comes from our friends. As I said, let me get the graphic up here, man. So uh, sorry, guys. I've been so swamped with work. I, it's just like weekends couldn't come any sooner, man. Uh, project testing and uh, it's just the worst, man. But this list comes from our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their daily shakers list. This list changes several times every day, so make sure you check it out every day to review some of the hottest trending books. And I would already tell the guys, this list came to me yesterday, and there was already a new high sale on one of these books on here. You guys don't know it yet, though. Just leave that out there. Just so. leave it out there. All right. I do believe Otto the Odd That's is right. going first. And how apropos that Otto the Odd gets this book. So first up on the list, what do we got? Oh, God. We got Al 48. We've <laughs> talked about this book many times. I will find this book out in a while just because it's got they've got to be in log boxes. So Somewhere. Somewhere, right? As a recap to the previous times we highlighted this book, ALF was a 100-episode uh, American sitcom that ran from 1986 to 1990. Some of the people at Cover Price even go as far as call it the greatest show ever. Mm. ALF, for all you guys that know, which stands for Alien Life Form, was the main character on the show. He befriends a human family and lives with them. The ALF comic actually made it to 50 issues running from 1988 uh, through 1992. It's no surprise that the cover of Al 48 is controversial with its implied Alf on a seal or Alf, you know what, action and otherwise <laughs> younger audience format. But the really fun part about it is how it pokes fun at the Comics Code Authority, if you guys can see that, just daring them to decline the book. Apparently, the Comic Code Authority was asleep at the wheel when they let this one get through, but we love it because it shows how creators were often uh, were able to pull off this triple entendre. Uh, this has always been a pricey book with solid copies going for hundreds of dollars. But post-COVID, this has quickly increased in value like everything else. In fact, this week, a CGC 9.8 sold for $1,400 wow. and destroyed the sale. Right, guys? Destroyed this last sale of $830 for a 9.8 earlier this year. So holy Jesus. cow, Alf on a seal. 100% fresh, you know. Raping seals and eating cats. Yeah. That was his thing, right? He ate cats. <laughs> he ate yeah, cats. Was just, yeah. 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 Like every time he saw a cat, he was like, I want it. Um, but if you look at the cover, it's pretty funny. It says, caution, do not buy if safety seal is missing. But And then at the bottom, no animals were injured during the making of this cover. To yep. that, you know, I mean, I, sometimes I think comics have just gotten way too serious. Right. Way too serious. Way too serious. Way too dark. It's like, you know, dark this, dark that. You know, you know, it's it's comic books. We're, not, right. we're talking about picture books for kids. What happened to Alf? And remember Gru the Wanderer? Yep. And, um... You can get uh, some fun I, stuff in the kids section. They got some fun. Yeah, stuff. but you know, nowadays though, it's like everybody needs their. It needs to be dark. Right. We need. It needs to be Snyder dark. They and, want it know, to be realistic, life yeah. realism. And you know what? Let's take it back to some fantasy land. Yeah, yeah you know right. what? It's good to have some. You know, it's good to have. You know, you got your dark side. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, and then you have your, your light side, and sometimes right in the middle. You know, you know, DC has a tendency to skew dark with the Snyder stuff, but then there's stuff like Aquaman and Wonder Woman that has jokes in it and then definitely even a Marvel films as serious as the Winter Soldier still has jokes in it you know right. what I mean I always think like when you do a movie that's so dark and so serious if you don't have a joke or two to break up the monotony you know what I mean it just gets 
you just get drowned with like, oh, God, this is so bleak. You know, just give me a little something. You know what I mean? But, you know, hey, man, it's fun. Uh, and this is one of those books that I think is hard to find in 9A because whoever was collecting ALF was definitely not a person that was like, let me bag and board no, this book and put no. it away. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. Exactly. <laughs> it was some kid that's like, daddy, you got to get me. What is Alf doing? That's the oh, hush up, boy. Uh, he, uh, he's just having fun. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right. So Alf issue number 48 from 1991. You know, I, I bet kids wouldn't even recognize what was happening their innocence it's our dirty minds and our That's old right. they probably think fucking, he's riding an inflatable elf yeah right yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that you but know, uh, you give that to a six-year-old they're not going to understand what the hell we see you give that to a jaded 35 year old yeah there like, you go oh, exactly. he's raping that content. seal then he's going to eat him that's right. basically what they're saying at this right. point you know what i mean they're like if imagine as <laughs> zach snyder doing an elf film oh my god <laughs> oh he needs a humans oh, <laughs> exactly god. all right what do we got up next all Ooh, right, Golden well, Age action. Yeah. Right. All Top Comics number 16. This is a Fox publication from 1949. Those Golden Age tentacle covers always seem to go for a big premium. And this Matt Baker classic from 1949 is no different. This week, we saw a CGC 5.5 copy of All Co Top Comics 16 sell for an incredible $3,360. There are no prior sales uh, at this grade, but it eclipsed the last recorded sale of a slightly higher grade, 6.0, from August of 2020 that went for $2,665. This is a rare book with only 28 universal copies on the CGC census, and combine that with Rule of the Jungle Goddess battling an octopus with Matt Baker art, and it's no surprise we're seeing these high prices whenever this book comes up for sale. This is arguably the most famous cover from the all top comics run, but issues eight through 18 all feature incredible Jack Kamen and Matt Baker covers and art. So you can't go wrong with any of them. If you're looking to add some good girl art comics to your collection. That's pretty damn good art for 1949. Really cool. You yes, know what I'm is. thinking? It the really way is. they draw the face. Cause normally the golden age, they, they kind of drew all the characters. They look the same, especially mm -hmm. the women, right? But if you look at her face, man, that's a really and you know it's pretty risque for nineteen. No wonder the, no wonder Congress is saying, "Hey, man, comics are ruining the mind of children." Look at this. We got tentacles and women, and this is at what least are we in Japan. This is thirty <laughs> years before tentacle porn. Thirty yeah. years before yeah. Curse of the Overfiend. For oh those who uh, know what I'm talking about, you know what look, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, one day we should, we if should, you know, that. you know, Oh, one day we should review that curse of the overfiend for the kids who don't know about the, the, the hentai. Well, it's not oh. even really hentai. Well, okay. Well, it is, but anyways, it is. Yeah, yeah. but it's, but it's also dark and violent as well. Cause normally it's, all, it's a pretty good movie actually. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole series of them. Curse the overfiend, uh, go, kids go Google it. Um, and you'll see <laughs> what we're talking about. All right. All top comics issue number six from Fox comics from 1949. Cool. 3,300 bones. What do we got next? All right. So now we're going to, we talked about this one before amazing Spider-Man 601. This book was a hot topic last week. One of the J Scott Campbell's followers took it upon himself to correct Campbell's take on Mary Jane and his fan favorite cover and his fan favorite cover. Neither Campbell nor his fans appreciated this. Campbell turned the table and corrected this user's correction and shut him down. With that said, Campbell did hear the underlying requests and did in fact take the time to update it to today's standards and call it the fix as far as original art. The fix, guys, get this, sold online for $14,700. 
of which 100, which all the proceeds went to the Fresh Artist Charity, okay? However, um, this fervor also increased the awareness and doubled the previous market value of a meeting Spider-Man 601, which had a new high sale of 150 bucks and an all-time high of $399.99 for a CGC 9.8. If you would have bid that extra penny, you would have got it, man. Look man. at that. So, And good for him for donating that kind of money to the artists. That's fantastic. Really, well, really interesting. If you want to um, up the price of your comic, so just go and take a cover and then save mock somebody. And then so they can come out and do this correction. So you can see here on the left, she kind of pushes her arms together to make more cleavage. I mean, it, it was it, it. When did this book come out? Uh, 2009. You know, yeah. back, I mean, in the 90s, it was even worse. Come on. I and mean, we're talking like lady death covers and everything. I mean, yeah. all this. But I mean, but this dude got blown up on social media for complaining about it. It's like, come on, man. It's 2009. Can we stop canceling people for shit they did in the yeah, past? Really. I mean, you know what I mean? And it, we all know what J. Scott Campbell does. Hell, even the, even the many jaws look feminine. But uh, that's kind of funny that, you know, you know what he had meant to do caused this book to go up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's funny to me because it's like, why just this one? You might as well get all the J. Scott Campbell covers because, you know, there's some sexy ones out there. And if you yep. really, my, I think my, probably my favorite, j scott campbell sexy covers are from um that uh gen what's gen the, 13 gen 13 yes yep, gen 13 that, yep. who's that main girl that uh, uh that really has major curves help me out in the live chat here for all you old school cats that read gen 13 oh, there was gen a main 13 was great for cover art there was a main chick on there that he always drew and she was super curvy man um god uh, i'm trying to think because there was this weird dude um, come on, help me on the live chat for all you people who don't know. I, I can't believe you guys. Come on, you guys remember Gen 13? That's image right there. Come on. Fairchild. Thank you very much. Yeah, DJ, DJ Radius. Radius. Shout out to DJ Radius with the, uh, yeah, man. Gen 13 was a hot, hot book when it came out. Well, image comics. You should only know, right? There you go. Fairchild, man. Shout out to my man, Gabe from nineties. Uh, uh, Gabe loves nineties comics. He's always posting some great nineties books. Him and I both share a, a really uh, uh, twisted love for Stephen Platt 90s art. <laughs> we always talk about it. <laughs> we were posting like profit books back and forth saying, look at look what, what Stephen Platt used to do. He sucks now. Look at that, DJ Radix. Caitlin Fairchild. All right. And a note, uh, special um, Marvel no prize going out to you, buddy. It's gonna in, it's in the mail. All right. Uh, so uh, there we go. Amazing Spider-Man issue 601 uh, for uh, CGC 9.8. So for almost $400, man, we'll just round it off. It's a $400. Damn it. All right. What do we got next? Well, this was Avengers Academy. Number one. This is the Jerjevic one in 25. Uh, variant. I'll go with that. Dejervic, Dejervic, Dejervic. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, the standard copy of this book landed on our top 11 runner up spot this week. If you watched on Tuesday, thanks to this book's mention, on tales from the flip side uh the guys mentioned how this issue features several young marvel characters like hazmat metal striker veil and finesse while there's no rumor of them appearing anytime soon they believe that due to their young age they could show up at some point in mcu phase four this variant is done by the king of connecting covers marco Djurjevic. Marco did six amazing connecting cover sets of six issues, each ranging from one and 25 to one and 75 ratios for Marvel back in 2010. There was an Avenger set, which this set is part of. There was a Wolverine, an X-Men, an Iron Man, Ultimate Fallout, and a Spider-Man set. 
Several issues in all of these sets are incredibly pricey, like the Ultimate Fallout set, of course, like Otto knows. Oh, you know, you had to bring it up. I'm going to get all fired up. <laughs> Jesus, you sell one book right before it's peaking, you know you're crucified for it. <laughs> the, the X-Men, or the X-23 number one in the X-Men set is easily a 1K book. Uh, several others sell from about 50 plus. Basically, these are fantastic covers to pick up. However, you can now count this cover as a new addition to the expensive list of raw copy sold last week for a hefty $227. Jeez. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, Tim, you're muted. That... Uh, it's almost impossible to show the all the connecting covers because of the way 16 by 9 format on YouTube. But this is, if you see, uh, second one to the right is that Young Avengers. But mm -hmm. this is all the covers that Ryan just said that were connecting by Dejervic. Uh, yep. Just simply incredible, man. Be but, a great uh, print. Yeah. Um, that would be a cool art yeah. piece on your wall. And they're also, you know, relatively low print runs at uh, 1 in 25 uh, for this. So um, full disclosure, Tales of Flip Five is also part of CBSI. Our friends Matt uh, also uh, was used to be part of the CBSI group. And, uh, you know, I know a couple of cats that are on the Tales of the Flip side. And uh, I've known some of the CBS guys, CBSI guys for years now, uh, back to the Google Plus days. So um, on their Facebook group, they easily have about 7,000 people. So, you know, their reach when they do a show and on their, you know, it can reach out there. Um, mm -hmm. There hasn't been anything yet, but it was a great spec when they first said it. So, but now you got to be careful uh, because now the prices I mean, it are makes going. sense. It makes sense. If you're if you're looking at characters, who else is left? Really? I mean, you've got the uh, Young Avengers, but that's yeah. been going on for a year or two yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so if you're trying to look at something on the bottom floor. Who uh, you know? This seems like a pretty. This is no spec. longer on the bottom floor. The one of two hundred twenty-seven dollars right. yeah, for not a raw one. dog. Plus, it's the scarcity of a one. I guess I meant characters, not so much the book. Yeah. So I meant you know full disclosure. There hasn't been any you know you know news or rumors, at least from my sources that I've talked to. But you know this is that's why it's called speculation. Get in while it's cheap. But uh, so you never know. You know I mean obviously the MCU is building toward the Young Avengers, right? Kamala mm -hmm. Khan. Uh, we have Wiccan, Speed, I mean, uh, Katie Bishop. Katie Bishop, uh, right. Thatcher's going to be an Ant-Man. That's the entire Young Avengers roster, pretty much. Uh, Patriot was shown in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I meant read the tea leaves, and it's going to be coming, right? You know what I mean? So, I meant, you know, so there you go. Um, oh, I did not know that. Tales and CBSI divorced. Oh. I was not aware of that. So, there you go. Thank you, cover price. Is that coming? Is that Matt coming? Yeah, that's Matt uh, coming in. All right, Matt. So there you go. Um, so there you go. So I mean, you know, a lot of times when we do these lists, um, it's because of a social media um channel, or I don't like to say influencer, you know, but a lot it's either gonna be from somebody from within the comic book community, right? That does YouTube videos, or it can be those sites that do movie uh news. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, uh uh, if you believe in somebody's Patreon, I won't mention his name, uh, but I will give him the um, the the salute um, yep. for sealing our scoop. So you know, and sometimes you know we do some stuff that ends up on there as well. So it just be, but um, you know, there's no movie news behind it as of yet. But if you could have got it for cheap, then you're sitting in a good spot. I mean, let's put it this way: with the way 
there is a large, and I, I, I keep harping on this, but there is a large influx of money that's coming into our comic book collecting community. And it's coming from um, people who are from the video gaming yep. collecting world, the trading card collecting world. And, and you know, I, I'm tired of seeing um, people say, um, you know, that, oh, CGC's wait list is so long. No. CDC waitlist is so long is because the people who come from those other collecting communities already know about grading, right? right. The people who grade video games and the people who grade trading cards, PSA and uh, I forgot the name of the video game um, grading company. They already know about this. So when they start speculating, they know, hey, if I go and get a, a high grade book graded, it's worth more to me than a raw dog. As yep. your average comic book collector may not, you know, you know they they may scoff at you know, um, you know, grading comics or whatever, but these cats coming into the game already know about grading. And I, I, at least WADA for, thank you very much, uh, WADA for games. So I, that is my, my view on why, uh, I don't think that all of a sudden a bunch of combo collectors are like, I need to get everything graded right now. No, I think it's new people into the hobby from other things that are used to getting things graded. And that's why you're seeing such crazy turnaround times. It's not like anything has opened up and things are different, right? There, I mean, it's not like because uh, normally, uh, if we look at this back from a historical lens, right around New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, these really, really big conventions where CGC has a presence, that's where you see the delays. I like I always tell, oh shit, San Diego Comic Con is right around the corner, or C two E two is, or in or New York Comic Con is. I better yep. get my books in before all the people who submit their books at these shows. And if you've been to those shows, seeing how long the lines are for, um, you know, submission. So, but right now there's no shows, so it's coming from somewhere. Um, shout out to Uncanny Swag for I forgot about that action figures too. That's yep. a huge thing too. Those those Star Wars action figures, the original twelve. That's that's yeah. the big money right there. Yeah, it is. So the elusive right. Boba Fett. Uh, what was it like the Boba Fett? That's the there's uh there's a shooting uh, that where it shoots out of the back. The yeah, most expensive Boba Fett one is the what they call the, the the demo one or whatever. He's he's not even colored yet. It's like, like a prototype. White, he looks like he looks like a white vision. It's the yeah. prototype. Yeah. That one is like uh do you remember that show uh that guy that went that on the Netflix used to go look or it may have been on Discovery or one of those Toy channels. Hunter. Toy Hunter, yeah. Toy Hunter. And that was one of his things. He to find yep. a Boba Fett and he bought a set of twelve the original 12 for $110,000. Wow. Here's how little I know about action figure uh, uh, grading. I, w- I went to Star Wars Celebration maybe two years ago or four years ago, whenever uh, when it was in Anaheim. I think it was not the last time, but prior because I told myself I'm never going back because it was absolutely <laughs> crazy. You think saying, you think Comic Cons are packed? The Star Wars. The Star Wars celebration gets people from all over the world. I was talking to guys from like Norway, from Russia, from Japan. I was just one man. People, so there was a a Chewbacca figure from the original twelve, and I was like, um, "Yo, how much for that?" And he was like, "He's thirty six. I go, thirty six. I'll take it." He goes, and then he goes, thirty six hundred. I go. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit! Never mind, because it was. I don't know. I was like thirty six dollars. I'll pay for that. I had no idea, and then I just felt stupid. I just kind of walked away, like oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Okay. I readily admit it. I don't know anything about action figure grading, but that was embarrassing. I was thirty six dollars. I'll take it. Yeah, thirty six hundred. I'm like, oh shit. Never oh mind. no. Jesus. Avengers issue, Avengers Academy issue number one, the Dejervic one in twenty five variant from two thousand and ten. For two hundred and twenty-seven dollars for a raw dog. Oh, by the way, that's the book um, 
that here hold on let me bring it up i think that's the book that's already jumped up in price oh the correction today that we got yeah Yeah. um so a raw dog sold on so that raw dog sold on oh no actually so actually no i'm incorrect in saying that you this person actually saved himself a few bucks Uh, a copy on may 6th sold for 250 dollars Ooh. So there you go. Uh, there's a trend. All right. Next up is Oldie But Goodie. We love this book or comic or magazine, whatever it is. Whatever you want to call it. Tim, how did they get your picture on this? I don't want to know. Like, <laughs> hey, man, I used, to be, I, used, I used to be a champion of Tron. That's all I can say. Man. That's it. All right. There we go. Blip, guys. We have talked about this before. Uh, Blip, but this has something to do with new collectors coming into the market with video games and cross-collecting. So uh, Blip number one is not new to, this, uh, to the newsletter, but this all-time high price is definitely new. Uh, the regular cover edition of the first appearance of Donkey Kong and Mario just hit uh, $1,328 for a CGC 9.8, up from $799 in March. This was a notable bump, really should be no surprise. Uh, with the nostalgia-based Nintendo books like Nintendo Comic System Sneak Peek that came out seven years after Blip 1, hitting around $2,500, why shouldn't Mario's first appearance in comics similarly arise? Moreover, there's only 72 copies of Blip Number 1 on the CGC census, with 14 of those in 9.8 condition. Um, But some might be saying that Blip is a magazine, not a comic. Correct. That's true. Mario and Donkey Kong just don't appear in some write-up about Donkey Kong Arcade. There's actually a full-blown illustrated comic story featuring both characters. Blip Number 1 is uh, commonly going for under $50 raw, so even with this recent uh, rise at the high end, Blip number one is no Rodney Dangerfield mm-hmm. of Nintendo related comics. No respect. They get no respect. So yeah, great book right here. We've been talking about this, and this is real time, you guys. We've First appearance of Donkey Kong and Hey Mario, it's me. Yeah, um, man. I mean, I remember Blip Magazine. I've never seen a Blip Magazine number one though. I do remember. No, I've never seen one. You guys don't. I mean, you don't realize how big arcades were like um oh, in God. the early 80s right i mean you would walk into one it was just like nirvana the smell of cigarette smoke it was like a club carpet club it was dark in the middle of the day all lit up you could smoke cigarettes and play games at the same time if you were yeah. you know what i mean it was crazy there would be like an ashtray right next to the thing you put your quarter up and you do wait i mean i mean it was like every mall had an arcade yep you know what I mean? And we would travel far. I mean, there wide. was there was arcades and Chuck E. Cheese. Now yeah, it's yeah. like a bunch of bullshit kid stuff. But yeah. they actually no, but had I'm real like tech full on like arcade. Yeah, like, this was it was. Yeah, but you know, back Chuck in the eighties. Yeah, but I mean, I I remember when in Sunnyvale when I grew up at, at the town center. I forgot what it was called, but it was just like wall to wall video games. When I was a kid growing up in Houston, oh, at the mall, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah I mean, you walk mall. in. I mean, you know, get your tokens, you know, put in, uh, if you tokens. you were like a god, if you put in like $5 and got right. all those tokens. And then you, you know got I mean? more. Like if you put yeah. in a 20, you got like $4 more or yeah. something. And I absolutely hated when uh, Dave and Busters are doing video games and you had to do that stupid card swiping thing. You had no idea how much a game cost. Yeah, Back in the day, it said it right on there, 25 cent, 50 cent. You know Dirty I mean? ass hands from holding the coins. All the tokens, <laughs> oh, yeah. so let, me tell, let me teach you kids a trick, man. So um, back when video games, at my height, 1981, uh, I was a uh, somewhat of a hooligan. Well, I wasn't a hooligan. I was just a, a, a misguided adolescent. But this is how you do it. Forget that whole put a quarter on a string. You need a drill bit and all that shit. 
Um, so this is what you do. You get a dollar's worth of nickels and you smash them with a really good hammer. And if you smash it just correctly, it's the same size of a quarter. Oh, look at that. That's your tip, boys and girls. Nowadays, the technology is much better on video, but early video games of 1981, 1980, 82, you could smash nickels and, you know, make sure you do it right, though, on a flat surface with a really good ball peen hammer. You know, and, and and if you smash the ha- the nickel correctly, it'd be the same size of a quarter, Freaking and it could trick dude. it would trick yeah, the games that. into it. Also, amazing. Another one. My older brother taught me this one. On uh, older video games and pinball machines, if you put uh, from you know how the bottom is where the thing would come out for the change, like if you put it in wrong and it come out. So if you took a penny and then put your finger underneath there and flipped it up, it would trigger the credit. Really. That's another trick for you. It's the, Damn, the old son. penny up the dude. That was a getaway ass kid, man. Is, is that we what they call doing, the wazoo? Yeah, my older brother taught me how to do that. And so eventually, what they did is they they put a little thing that you couldn't, uh, uh, you know, uh, put it up there. But there's a penny. You flick it up through the return slot, and it would trigger because when it. So if you know the insides of it, uh, when the quarter hits down, it triggers this little thing that tells you, "Oh yeah, we received something here. Here's your credit." Well, mm-hmm. if you take it and flip it upward. Then you know you do it. You know eventually the guys at Seven Eleven would figure out, "Hey kid, get out of here!" You know I was like, I was like a fifth and sixth grade doing it. I was I was just misguided. I was a misguided youth. I was I was all Look bad. All bad. I know. I've gotten much much worse. <laughs> uh, blip number one from February nineteen eighty three. The good old days. I do believe Otto was rocking a mullet. I'm gonna show you guys a picture of him <laughs> next week for that one. All right, all right. Well, it's time for some new books or relatively yeah. new. What we That's got next? Really new within the last uh, twenty years. Daredevil, That's number it. 111, the David Aja. Is it Aja? Aha? I don't know. It's Aja for today. Okay. Uh, this is the limited issue, limited variant edition. This issue features the first appearance of Lady Bullseye, who was a fantastic take on the Bullseye moniker. However, for the last 10 plus years, we have really not seen her much in used in comics. Uh, however, she recently returned to the Marvel comic universe and fought Spider-Woman. While this does bring renewed interest in the character, many are speculating that she's a great candidate to show up in the MCU at some point. Regardless, this very hard-to-find David Aja cover sold for a new high this week of $600 for a CGC. Well, I don't know if it was CGC or CBCS, but it was a 98 yeah, gorgeous covers. Um, and maybe when you later we'll look at it, but this whole run of Aja variants very, very and cool. this thing, a uh, very cool ladies. I mean, uh, Lady Bullseye was a pretty cool character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, and the Aja, he uh, Aja also did some of the stuff on the Hawkeye run as well. He he is he does some great great covers. Um, but you know, you know, and I always think the same thing about variant artists that you know more is uh, less is more right uh, like Dejervic, he doesn't do tons of variants you know you, then what happens is you get the the art germ effect where it's like every week it's an art germ variant you know what i mean peach Pomoko is starting to get that way i think you know the fewer these guys do but you know but it's also like hey they're getting paid they're getting paid they, they right? gotta make yeah. a living right yeah you right. know but you know, there's certain artists that they rarely ever. It's just like Alex Ross too. At a while, at a time, he started doing a ton of stuff, but then he was doing regular stuff as well. But 
there's some artists out there, you know, they come across every now and then. I think I remember when Frank Cho first came on the scene, it was like, eh, that's new. And then it was like, oh, Frank Cho does that on everything. I was like, all right. So, yeah, shout out to Frank Cho. You're a perv. I love him. He's such a perv. <laughs> all right. Daredevil number 111, the Deja, Deja Aj, David Aja, a limited variant, $600 for 9.8. Let's go back a little bit, shall we? We're gonna go way back. These old books. Oh, look at that! We're gonna go way back right here. Dell Disney books are so cool. I actually have a few, and I don't. I have to go and look and see what I've got because these books are just too cool. Yeah, this is just awesome. 1953, guys. Listen to this. Have you ever what happened? Have you ever wondered what happened when the highest graded copy of a Golden Age book comes up for sale and a bidding war breaks out? Look no further. uh, Look no further than this mind-blowing sale of seven thousand two hundred dollars. For a CGC 9.4 copy of Donald Duck number 27. This book is from 1953, features Donald, Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Had a higher, uh, had a prior high sale of just uh, $149.96 for a CGC 8.5 in June of last year. With this being the next highest graded copy on the census. Uh, this goes to show you how important it can be for a book to be on top of the CGC census and what kind of premium that can it can demand. There must have been some duck-crazed Disney fans bidding on this auction because this was one huge ducking sale. <laughs> that say, is ducking. Ha-ha! I, I have a question. A lot, spent a lot of duck bones on that. This isn't yeah, a, lot of, a key or anything, duck. is it? It's just, no, an, just a high-grade so, Golden Age book? There yeah, is a, have a, on the cover. There is a subset of collectors that collect everything disney and then there's yeah. another subset collect of collectors that collect disney comics which are incredibly hard to find especially in a 9.4 because you got to figure right. out a, a especially a kid in 1953 who wants to read a donald duck book yeah they were not taking care of it oh, but you roll been, it up and put it in your pocket exactly yep. and most that's what most kids do i mean you know back then the kids didn't care about their baseball cards they put them in the spokes of their bike to make a cool noise oh you know what god, i mean god right. damn we're old now we're talking old yeah. stuff <laughs> but that's yeah, why this book is incredible a great a 9.4 from 1953 and it's a disney it's a, a donald book i'll tell you a fun story um in san francisco uh i want to call it that that used to be the old um base over there by the golden gate bridge it used to be an old uh, military base that's where there is a i do believe uh there's a disney owned uh museum and it has all the Disney artifacts. And I went there about four or five years ago, and they had uh, like four or five first appearances of uh, Disney comics hidden uh, in the glass casing. And trust wow. me, I was already looking at cameras and wondering when I can slip in here like fucking Tom Cruise and <laughs> Mission Impossible. You know what I'm saying? Presidio, thank you, Lon Espinoso. So at the Presidio, there's also a statue of Yoda. There's a, there's a Star Wars, I think it's a Lucas film or Lucas film studio there or office there and you see a statue of Yoda there and there's a Walt Disney Museum if you ever make it up to San Francisco head up to the Presidio look for the Walt Disney Museum very very cool stuff if you're a it shows like the history of Disney of you know in the 30s when they're doing strips and how he opened up Disneyland and then all the stuff going through Pixar you know and they've added some newer stuff but it's actually incredible if you're a historian and want to know about this stuff and they so me I'm always looking for comic books and I was I I found like three comic books I think I mean even they don't have like the first Mickey Mouse comic you know what I mean which is like that's that's like the holy grail of Walt Disney things or if you can find the first Mickey Mouse strip uh as well those are also very sought after if you guys i mean 
just go on eBay whenever Disneyland has a giveaway for their, uh, they're called popcorn uh, tins, I do believe, or something like that. They immediately flip them. Uh, you think comic book collectors are bad? People go and buy them at the stores because they they only release them limited, right? And so the, I have a, a Darth Vader helmet one. I also have my Millennium Falcon one because uh, my, my, my lady got them for me. But the same day they release them, they typically sell out. People are, have them in hand and they're taking a picture of them while they're Disneyland and putting it on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, but they sell out pretty quick. Uh, there's also like, you know, there's more like Disney-esque characters like the uh, the the carriage from, um, what's the one with the carriage where it turns to a pumpkin? Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella? Which one is that? Uh, Cinderella. Cinderella, yes. Yeah. So there's, the, there. so Disneyland sells these popcorn holders that are the shape of different things. So sure enough, when the last, one of the last, I think when the J.J. Abrams first Star Wars movie came out, I took my Darth Vader helmet with me to the theater to fill it up. With. Oh, I love it. You know what? Where is it? Um, God damn it. Hold on. All right. As he goes and gets a shout out to everybody in the live chat. We got Nubian T. Ravis, uh, comic collector geek, cool comic guy. What's up, man? Uh, T. Ravis, spine takes JLS comics. Right, let me, Jesse, let me what's show up, you buddy? This, one. this is most my favorite popcorn holder. Get out of here. The popcorn goes right in. The popcorn goes right in. Oh boy! Yeah, but and it has a little thing. Yeah, how dope is that? That is cool. Uh, That is cool. This is a popcorn holder that they're selling. So uh, how much popcorn does it hold? Not much. (laughs) (laughs) But free refill? Why not? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that is a good. uh, What should we call it though? That's a good mold of it too. Hold on. I knew you were going to get that. That's what I was going to say. I thought you had that. But there's more. I add it. That's the popcorn holder too, right? Yep. So there's a whole thing of popcorn holders that you could have. Wow. I also have a, I have a, a Darth Vader helmet as well. Um. So you know, oh, cool oh, shit. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Here we go. That's show and tell. Put a lot of Davis in it. Come right for there. a shaker's list, and you get a yeah, show and tell. Look at that. Show and tell. Nice. Oh, that is dope too. Pop them to head. Oh, you know what's funny? I used to do uh, raffles through this. One of these days, I'm going to pull out a name to see. Yeah, go ahead. Pull remember remember the old school. days of old Instagram school. raffles? Yeah. yeah. Let's see who would have won. Before we discovered the list generator. Yeah. Exactly, man. This was back in the old days. We had to, had to cut up names. Poe Jeffer. Uh-huh. Who are these people? Um, one last one. Uh, the I took the wings off it, but this is the TIE Fighter. <laughs> Wow. You think you know somebody, and he pulls out 10 different kind of That's popcorn. Cool, man. That's and cool. the popcorn goes inside there, and then you just hang it around your neck. So <laughs> there he goes. So that's my little that should I should have done that on Roger's show, uh, you know, where he goes, Hey, what yeah, do what, else, what do you what do you collect that people yeah. that wouldn't know that you collect? Well, yeah. I collect Star Wars popcorn holders. Look at know? that, man. Um and uh hopefully Dis- um Avengers will have some too. When um when Avengers Campus opens at Disneyland, uh, I'm going in a couple of weeks actually. So hopefully they have some popcorn holders too. I can't wait for that. So can't wait. Anyway. There you go. All my popcorn orders. Let's start bidding now. All right, let's start. One dollar. No, I'm go. just kidding. Donald Duck issue number 27 from 1953. 9.4 for $7,200. Oh. That's amazing that this, Jesus. I mean, you know, because superhero books, and I'm like, you know, that's pretty cool. It's a 9.4, but a Disney, a Donald yep. Duck book, that's crazy, man. All right, so we go from Donald Duck to something, Donald Duck. To something really in the future. Yeah, to Punisher 2099, number one. This is the newsstand edition. 
Um, and it's a perfect example of how crazy the market is and the high value placed on both newsstands and nostalgia. Newsstands and nostalgia. That sounds like a good podcast. Yeah, it's anyway, cool. now, if you were a collector in the 90s, then you clearly remember the 2099 line. Some were great. Some were not so great. However, this version of the Punisher was a fun read and one of the surprises of the 2099 line. What's odd is that both the direct edition and newsstand copies of this book are both seeing upward trends. The direct edition saw near mint plus raw copy sell for $43 this week. And the newsstand sold for a CGC sold into CGC 9.8 for an all time high of $295. If you asked us if we'd ever see this book have any value, we would have to say no, but here we are. Well, maybe yep. one day Ravage number one can sell for fifty dollars in a nine point eight. Yeah, that is a ra- that is like nineteen ninety three excess at its worst or at its best. That <laughs> yeah. costume is really really insanity. Out there. Yeah, um, I mean, you, people thought Cosmic Ghost Rider Punisher was weird, but t- Punisher two thousand ninety nine. I mean, I mean, it, what they thought two thousand ninety nine would look like back in nineteen ninety three is probably different from what we would think two thousand. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I mean mm-hmm. That cost. I mean, and then of course the '90s was you know all, what was it all about? Shoulder blades. Remember blazers had. Giant, oh yeah. Everybody had the shoulder shoulder pads. All right, <laughs> man. Go look at a suit from the '80s and '90s. Bro. Oh man. We, we had a we had like four or five buttons. We had shoulder pads. It was crazy, man. So uh, there you go. Like Punisher 2099, the newsstand. Ver- well, you know, if we say newsstand from 1993, you know what I got to do? Yeah. Let's take a look. Throw out this graphic that I see everybody using now. Uh, 1990, a newsstand was 15% as opposed to 85%. 1995, newsstand was only 10%. So 1993, newsstand is uh, seems to be um, you know somewhat rare, I would think. So there you go, man. All right, what do we got next? All right, we're getting down to a Superman book right here, Lois oh, this and Clark. Is gorgeous. This is an unbelievable cover right here. Uh, this is the uh, Lois and Clark number one, the Tony Daniel uh, variant, the one in 25, came out in 2015. Uh, you know what? Despite, despite recent movement of Jonathan Kent's first appearance as a baby in Conversion Superman number two, many collectors that we don't put a lot of faith in as a baby first appearance, baby Nathan Summers, a.k.a. Cable, and Uncanny X-Men 201. This first issue first features the first appearance of Jonathan Kent, later Superboy, as a child. Uh, we see him we see him age through Superman, volume four, with, uh, first, with a first in costume in Superman... Volume four, number two, and officially introduced as Superboy in Superman volume four, number six. This variant hit an all time high raw sale this week of $118. DC seems to be investing heavily in John Kent, which makes this book a solid uh, watch if you're paying attention. So, what a sick cover, though, man. Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, Tony S. Annual cover. I mean, dope. this is one of the better variants that are out there. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Tony S. Daniel uh, I meant made his bones from at least what I can remember doing Spawn books, and then he did the Twitch. What was the name of those two detectives on Spawn? Oh, I don't uh, remember. Twitch and somebody, the skinny and the fat guy, right? Uh, Tony, I do believe Tony S. Daniel was found. What, what, Todd McFarland found Tony S. Daniel uh, for Image. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember he had he did quite a run on Spawn for a while, and his art was very Spawn esque. Like it, you notice, all the artists that followed McFarlane on Spawn, they were they were similar aesthetically to his style. 
Uh, you know, obviously Tony S. Daniel has, you know, has progressed in his art, but back then they all kind of had the same aesthetic that Todd McFarlane did you know, in, in the nineties when he was doing spawn. So, uh, but this is absolutely gorgeous cover. I, I dig the way that I uh, need to get one of these. Yeah. yeah. There's no graded copies and I don't really want to buy a raw one. I'm afraid, especially at that price. Yeah. Eh, because wait. yeah, I'll wait, I'll wait, but I want a graded one. Yeah. Well, I have the I have the convergence one because that's the one I thought about. But you know, the, as a baby, I get it. Yeah. If you saw the CGC times today that they posted today, it's unbelievably how long it is for moderns, even fast tracked. Oh my god. Yeah, it's eighty two. Oh, sickening. All right, Superman, Lois and Clark, number one, the one in twenty five Tony S. Daniel cover variant. All right, last one, boys and girls. What do we got? Well, last but not least, we have Thor, God of Thunder, number two. This is the Danny. Daniel Acuna, one in sure. fifty variant. That is a pretty cool cover on that horse. There was a recent leak that Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, by a former disgruntled Marvel employee who worked on the film. We can't confirm if this is true or not. Okay, so don't shoot the messenger. But <laughs> it did lay out Gore, the God Butcher's role in the film. Without touching any of those leaks, this book did see a boost in sales for the standard cover and moved a CGC 9.0 for $700. CGC 9.8s are stagnant at $2,300 right now. Uh, many watching these will wait for one to sell. Yep. So obviously, Gore the God Butcher is coming to. Uh, we already know who, you know, it's going to be Christian Bale. He's going to be coming. Um, so this guy supposedly who got fired off of the uh thor and love and thunder set uh decided to go on 4chan and just air out all of his <laughs> air out all of his uh stuff and <clears throat> i will tell you one because i'm not spoiling it because we actually had it on a long-term spec list and part of his 4chan spec or his 4chan data dump was that uh hercules and thor would be fighting each other uh in thor and oh, yeah, yeah. we've been Thor, talking Love about hercules for a year already yeah yeah i mean we already know zeus is coming so read the tea leaves man if zeus is coming hercules is around around the corner the way they framed it was more like you know hercules and and thor were fighting but it was more like you know you know it was a joke you know it wasn't like serious we're gonna kill you like you know uh, you know captain america and iron man in civil war but um so that's where that the genesis of that is so uh there you go boys and girls all 10 of them don't feel bad that you didn't do you know 10 out of 10 because this is a shakers list there's a reason yeah. why this list is a little bit different and special because we just look at uh um special one-offs stuff so, that uh, you really don't see often on lists i mean especially those disney books and all that speaking of disney books put it on me real quick i want to show some of these i mean they're not 9.8s but it got me a little nostalgic to go through and check it out and I'll share them. This Look one, yeah. All right. I don't know the date on this one. The submarine pirates. This one is really cool. Nice Donald Duck, nineteen forty-nine. Did you put those bad boys on cover price yet? No, no. I'm gonna actually get them graded. Uh, they'll probably come back four to seven i think really yeah anytime you get early walt disney comics it's a it's a good thing look at that huey louie and joey again right there well huey louie's on the news look at that yeah looks like he's so, taking a dump. i don't know yeah some that's cool, what i thought at some first. cool books man from the golden age 
All right. Well, That's you all know I what? Got. Let's see what's shaking today, man. Uh, hold on. Let's go over and see what's shaking on the Cover Price website. Let's do it. Take Ryan off the screen. Damn it. Yeah, you've over. had enough of my pretty face. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Cover Price and see. Here's the top ten that we already covered over the week. These are the movers. Hey, oh, Jupiter's look at Carnage right there, three sixty-one. Jupiter's Legacy, by the way. I don't care what people have said. No, I'm taking it. Stop comparing it to the boys, too, for yeah. God's sake. What the fuck's wrong with you people? It's nothing like the boys. Um, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, these are the Daily Shakers. Uh, if you have a minimum subscription, I think you only see like eight of them or six of them. But if you have a full-blown membership for six ninety nine. You get to see all fifty of them shake. Oh, look at that! I got one. I got a. Hey, I got three on the. Uh, first I want that there. number three world finest. Uh, so bad. At it. It's definitely on the want list of mine for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling these goofy gold the uh, golden the age, best. golden age the scarecrow right there. Yeah, first six scarecrow. First yeah. appearance and origin of scarecrow. Four point five sold yesterday for almost six thousand dollars. Look at that. Yep. Scarecrow is such a serious character, but then you got Batman, Robin, and and and, and apparently Superman is the umpire. So yeah, right. There's, there's <laughs> Tim, go to the X Men one twenty nine. This book has skyrocketed. I mean, I mean, you're talking four or five X for this. Yeah, I have, I have a signed copy from Chris Claremont. Oh, this yeah. is a, the and this is the newsstand. First oh, the Prince new Kitty stand. Pride, Emma Frost, the White Queen. Nine point six sold for twenty three fifty oh, today. That's how oh, updated okay. this is. That's from Boom. today. Uh, May six and nine point eight sold for thirteen thousand. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Man, mine is Yeah. Before mine, mine was a little bit lower grade. I don't know why though. I should have got it redone. Oh, Special hey. edition comics, Captain Marvel. That oh looks my like god, a cool this is right that. There. This is, reminds me of that Wonder Woman cover where she's yeah. like strapped to a missile. <laughs> this is that great. is hilarious. This is great. Sixty-four pages for what? 10 I've cents? never seen this book. This is fantastic. Yeah, this was back Fawcett Comics from nineteen forty. Oh, Six point sold for fifty nine hundred dollars. Wow, the highest, that is the highest known value. If we look at sales, uh, there's not many at all. I mean, there's four six point ohs. So yeah, this is one of those things where if you see it, buy it. I gotta find it. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not a first appearance or anything, but if it's a comic (laughs) from 1940, Shazam is riding a bullet. Come on, how much better could you get? Dude, you got 64 pages for 10 cents. Look at that. 64 pages nowadays will cost full color. I know, in full color. Yeah, Jesus Christ. What a time. Yes, sir. Oh, Batman. All winners. I oh, love these Golden Age, man. These Golden yeah. Age books are cool. Look at that. Especially Submariner. Golden Age Marvel. Look at Submariner on this or, well, Submariner. I, I think that's sense. that's Toro, and I yep. think that's the Human Torch, and then you got Bucky. Yeah, uh, you got all the Captain Nazi America. Look at-, look at that. This is a Marvel book, actually, from 1943. Oh, okay. All winners I- comics. I, wait, I don't think this is Marvel. I thought it was um, timely or something. Yeah. So, I mean, they probably just put it at But, I mean, place. it's the same thing. But. Yeah, but even as timely, look, like, this was, you know, they talk about how this was, like, the propaganda war stories. You've got the Nazis on the bottom, uh, the planes overhead, Captain America on top of them. With what the comics did during World War II yeah. was the cool, and they would get you to buy bonds. They would get yes. you, I mean, yeah. Superman, buy bonds for the soldiers. You'd yep. have pictures, you know, it, it was cool stuff. Let me read you the synopsis of this. 
Torch and Toro must stop the mad pan, mad plans of a Nazi lunatic who has re, who was released from an asylum from assisting Hitler in a fantastic plan to invade England. A cruel Japanese warlord thirsting for revenge for the shame thrust upon the honorable ancestors of the Nippon by the United States devised a plan to kill General Douglas MacArthur in order to wipe out the memory of the Japanese defeat. Oh, my God. Intense. Intense. Look at that. Uh, you don't see these often. The only time no, you see these the, are at, sh- super cool. at, at shows where people just put them, you know, they don't want to sell them because they put a super high price. They just want to see how cool. Look at that. That's one, two uh, span, uh, Mexican Spider-Man books on here. I guess that's the new thing now. Yeah. But we don't care about Spider-Man. We care about Speed Carter, Spaceman. Yes, that's we what- do. Wow. Look at Going that. Going on to the Frosty awesome. Planet. From 1954, 8.5, sold for $1,500. That's just that's you know just, what? That's I might just, start getting into stuff like this. You know Forget what? superheroes. I'm especially going to this if kind of stuff. Especially if they're high grade golden age books. I mean, you know, the art right. alone is just so like yeah. I don't know. It's a different time, man. It is. It's a time capsule. You're going back in time. It is. Especially oh, there's another one. The, another Spider-Man. All the all the advertisement. Oh, this is the one that we actually had on one of our lists. Uh, yeah. This is the sexy cover. I like this one. I think this was on our top 10 or on it our was. shakers list. So pretende yeah. hombre araña. Oh, very good, right? Yeah. One, Jesus Christ, $1,050 for a dog yesterday. My God. Time to go to Mexico and see if they have comic <laughs> shops, man. Uh, Red Sonia is getting all kinds of So this is Red Sonia number one now. So, so now yeah. we saw like the Red Sonia first appearance, uh, second appearance, and now the first solo series. Um, I do believe this is the first solo series. Very buxom. Yeah, very. Uh, six nine nine seven hundred dollars for a nine point eight book came out in nineteen seventy seven. That's not bad. So, see, in the past, Conan movies, whatever movies came out, didn't affect comic books at all whatsoever. But now we're seeing things that weren't originally. Ooh, go to that uh, DC Comics presents down here first. Yeah. Uh, what's first his name? Teen Titans. There you first go. Appearance of Cyborg, Raven, Starfire, Robin, Wonder Girl, Kid Flash. Is it me, or has it been forever since like the next season of Titans has come? It's out? been it's, forever. It it's got to come out soon. Jesus, are they filming it? I mean, what the hell? It's done. No, it's done. It's June. Right, yeah, because they. I remember they showed like Starfire's new costume and everything. So you know, we shall see. Uh, that seems rather pretty, pretty good. De- reasonably priced, actually. Five hundred fifty-six for nine point six. Yeah, seems really cheap. Let's see what the highest, you know, 1600 for 9.8 seems rather cheap too. And, but that was uh, sold uh, two months ago, it uh, looks like. So, I mean, that seems reasonable to me. DC books, man, they're, I'm telling Especially you, they are t- affordable. Well, it's because where are they showing? Nobody. Well, like, everything's, CW, let's be honest, everything's driven by TV and movies. So, yeah, and nobody right. gives a shit about exactly. the CW. Yeah. Exactly. But I think HBO Max may change that. Just how We're Disney. Hoping. Just how Disney Plus changed that for Marvel, I think HBO Max will change that for Because I have 80% um, DC in my collection. Yeah. <laughs> so I need something to turn around. Man, Speaking of DC, going, there you ooh, go. Look at this detective comic. Yeah. Yeah, that. we love the Golden Age highlights tonight. So this is DC Com Detective Comics number nine. They were up to 90 issues already in 1944. That boggles yeah. the mind. A raw, a raw dog sold for 474. Highest known value is a 9.6 that wow. sold for 13,000 November of 2020. That's crazy. Um, Venom versus Carnage, obviously. Bitter oh, Root, obviously. I had that Thor book. There you go. We're going to oh, make this Fargo. an all, DC, uh, all yeah. DC show just for Ryan. 
I like wow, it. Wow, they actually covered her up. She doesn't have the window to. Uh, yeah, this is issue ninety seven. <laughs> so, I think first this appearance is her of Power Girl in her solo series. Solo, okay. Yeah, four hundred sixty-five dollars. You know what? I did. I did not know about this book at all, and now I want to go out and get it. Showcase presents Power Girl. Nice first solo series. I can dig it. Oh, here's that Wolverine. Yep. I got to stick um, one of my long boxes to see if I have it. Uh, Masters of the universe. Something is killing the children is all over here. All over. It's, it's yep. ridiculous. The He Man. Uh, that's going to get even bigger after the news today from Kevin Smith. Yeah, let's take a look at it. Number ten, too. Why number ten? Yeah. Look at that cover. That's awesome. That is gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Is that like check the, out the, the brains on Brad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brad right there. That's just. <laughs> Oh my God, Masters Universe! If you haven't seen it, check out the animated stills that uh, Kevin Smith released on his social medias. They, yeah. the, the animation looks really good. It's actually got me kind of hyped for it. So, eight hundred ten dollars for nine point eight. Does anybody know the significance of this I'm, book besides being uh, the first appearance of the Big Brains on Brad? Yeah, it's got to be like a low print run or something like because that's got to. I don't know how long that series lasted. This. I do believe cool. this is that in Glow in the Dark. Um, I don't think it is glow in the dark. It's just the. It almost looks like. Uh, this is a weird one. The second print. Let me look at the other printings. That's a, so. That's Thank why. You think of the State. Yeah. So there you go. Three hundred fifty for nine point eight. And here's the other printings. If you want to know, um, there's this one, all one, and I forgot which one it was that was really sought after. Is it this one? Free Market Valley 23. Apparently, it's that gray one because it's, yeah, it's this the one most here. expensive. Yeah. Uh, third print is oh. $220 for a raw dog. Did you say the gray one, this one? Yeah. That oh, was, yeah. It's 500 I have never seen this in my life, actually. <clears throat> oh, because it's from Finland. Uh, that's right. Uh, Shane. I don't know if that's German. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't think no that's idea. Finnish. It sounded right at the time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Afita uh, said uh, $539 for a raw dog for a book from Finland, which just looks kind of dope. It looks um, like they photocopied it yeah. on I am, a Xerox machine. I am in the middle of looking for a certain raw book, and I don't want to tell anybody because I want to keep it to myself. But um, when I do, I'm going to show you guys. Okay, tell me when you log off. Uh, yeah, I'm going to show it to you guys when I find it because it's, it's pretty awesome, uh, the book. Um, uh, it's an homage to a, a famous cover, and it's um, from Europe. And really? It's a European book? Or it's, it's a, a European, European uh, version print? of okay. It's a Euro European oh, version cool. of it. Oh. But the cover was only done on this European book. Um, and it's an homage to a very, very famous cover that you'll see. And I'm in the process of cool, getting... Man of hunting it down and I realized, man, they're selling for a lot. So hopefully I'm, I'm looking at one on eBay right now. So, Hey man, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed our little spiel and uh, looking at some cool stuff, talking about some cool comics, a panini book. Mm, that's I'm hungry. I haven't eaten yet. JLS. No, I meant, uh, I ain't going to tell you where it's from Italy or I didn't say Italy. Well, fucking don't be trying to get up in my game. Okay. Europe is very large. Yeah. Yeah, man, it could be Portugal. You know, so stop it. All right. Any last words, Dark Second Jedi? Hey, as always, to thank you for joining us on a Thursday night. We love giving you the Shakers list. We got some cool books on this list this week. Um, and yeah, hope you enjoyed it. That's right, boys and girls. And Otto, any last words? 
Yeah, thank you very much for watching. Everybody, it's a great time. You know, the mullet might be the mullet, the medium. I got my youngest. Uh, this was actually Cristiano's shirt. You know, the ten-year-old shirt. I bought him a lower shirt a couple of years ago, so now I'm rocking it. So I got the medium, the mullet, all that good stuff. All the medium, you know. So, but I do want to tell you guys. Um, it, a week from Saturday, we are holding the Three Men in the Basement comic swap. But this Friday, we're doing something very unique on the Three Men in the Basement channel at 8 p.m. We are having many vendors. Uh, eight to ten of the vendors will be coming on live with us for 10 to 12 minutes to talk about books they are bringing to the swap, what they are donating for our raffle. Um, and you can see some of the people that will be joining us tomorrow night. So it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're on the fence about coming to the swap in Newington, Connecticut, maybe showing these books will get you to take the two or three hour drive or however long as it takes and uh, we're very excited for that so join us tomorrow three men in the basement eight o'clock and uh great hanging out with everybody tonight everybody in the live chat oh, your comments have just been fantastic appreciate every single one of you been great hanging out with my fellow lords tonight so it's a great week yeah thanks for joining us enjoy the bad batch tonight uh check out uh, three men in the basement tomorrow at three or five p.m and then at 6 p.m also check out the comic-con podcast they're going live as well and uh i will be back on sunday the much uh hyped <laughs> episode of me and mikey Sutton. we got an omega red scoop for you mm -hmm. so uh we'll be sunday at 5 p.m pacific until then, boys and girls, we're going to go out old school style. So keep digging in them long boxes and uh, stay safe and peace out, boys and girls. As I promised you, we're going to go out old school style. I can't no way. Technical right. difficulties. That is old school. Keep digging in yeah, the long boxes, y'all. Peace out. <laughs> it's usually my.